Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Living More Alive. This is a podcast where I talk about different health topics, and we discuss ways that you can live your life to the fullest. So this week, we are going to be talking about sleep. I know it doesn't sound like much. We all do it, but... Sleep is extremely important to your health, mentally, physically, your cognitive function, your immune function. There are so many things that sleep affects, so I think it's a really important topic to talk about. So my life update for this week, uh, it was my birthday, and my sweet husband made me waffles and a latte in the morning, Um, and I actually had to be at work by 7, so this was a very early morning, but... We both get up pretty. We both get up pretty early, so it wasn't that big of a deal, and it was really sweet. It was really nice, and so I had waffles in the morning. Then I went to work, and then in the evening, um, I came home, and there were flowers on the table for me, and he made dinner for me, and my mom and my dad came over, and my grandmother. So it was a really, really nice birthday, and yeah, it was just really, really sweet. So that was that, and other than that, nothing much going on this week, just working, had my first patients in my clinic, which was so exciting, Um, really nerve-wracking when you have just a couple patients on different days because you want to make a really good impression. This is a brand new clinic. The company paid a lot of money to put this clinic in and to have us there, so it's like kind of a lot of pressure to have just a few encounters to really make your mark, but I think they went really well, and so that was really exciting. But other than that, nothing else too crazy going on, so let's just jump right into this episode. So sleep, first of all, I want to talk about a few different things. I want to talk about how to get good sleep, so sleep hygiene is what we call that, And then also the benefits of good sleep. So um, this may turn out to be a longer episode or we may just kind of table some things for the next episode. So I think it really goes along well with the previous episode from last week when we talked about morning routines because in order to have a good morning routine, you need to get good sleep. So the average person typically needs about seven to nine hours of sleep. There are those outliers that get six every day and feel totally fine or that just like need that full like nine and a half hours of sleep. Pretty rare to be on that end where you need like a lot of sleep, but I do know of people who function pretty well with less sleep, though I would argue that some of those people maybe would function even better if they got a little bit more sleep. Also, sorry, I forgot to mention I was sick this past week, so My voice is still kind of recovering, so I might not sound totally the same, maybe a little more raspy. I don't know. Maybe it's a vibe. I don't know, but don't sound quite like myself right now because I am still getting over a cold, but it was not COVID. I'm fine, Um, but yeah, still recovering. So anyway, getting good sleep starts with sort of a nighttime routine. So a few things that you want to think about um, and, and pay attention to before going to bed. One, you don't want to eat super close to when you go to bed. It will disrupt your sleep and your body will be busy digesting rather than repairing, renewing, refreshing. So do not eat within like two hours of your bedtime, preferably a little bit more than that even. And also that goes for exercise as well. 
your body releases endorphins and you get really energized after exercise. So you don't want to do that super close to your bedtime. Obviously, everybody has those times where you have to get your workout in and it's now or never. And in that case, sometimes I just let it slide and or I'll stay up a little bit extra late and like sleep in a little bit and rush my morning routine. It's not ideal, but it's kind of like you have to pick your priorities. So if your priority that day is to just fit that workout in, just do it. If it's going to make you feel better, just do it. But these are sort of just general guidelines. Another thing that I think we all know about but we don't necessarily follow is screen time. So that goes for TVs, that goes for your phone, and sadly, it even goes for like Kindles. Now, Kindle does have that like screen nighttime mode where it kind of turns the screen a little bit red, which is really helpful. And I think you can kind of get away with reading your Kindle at night if you do have one of those. And even if you wear like blue light blocking glasses can be helpful. But you definitely want to try and avoid prolonged screen exposure within at least an hour before bed. Um, And so I know a lot of people kind of fall asleep to the TV or scroll their phone in bed. All of those things are just so bad for your sleep. And you might not even know, but your sleep might be a lot lighter. So you might even be sleeping for six, seven hours, whatever it is. Um, but your sleep is lighter and so it's not as refreshing and renewing. So if you're waking up tired, that could be why. Another thing that's really helpful before you go to bed is to have some sort of like wind down relaxation routine. And so this kind of just gets your brain to start shutting down, slowing down, uh, try not to have anything suspenseful to read or like watch and have dim lighting and just really something soothing like a soothing atmosphere is really helpful also keeping your home a little bit cooler at night is really helpful for sleep the optimal like sleeping temperature for your house to be at is like 65 degrees which I was really surprised about because personally I kind of like to be warm when I sleep But I do know that if I'm too warm and I'm sweating at night, then I definitely get lighter sleep and I don't get as much deep sleep, which I know now because I have a watch that can tell me that. But um, yeah, typically like even 60 degrees, as low as 60 degrees is a really good temperature to sleep at. So find your sweet spot. They say like 60 to 67, but making it a little bit cooler helps your body get better rest. Okay, so that is like the main sort of things to think about when you are trying to have a good routine to go to bed. Um, Those are the things to avoid slash do that will give you the best rest. Now, for me, typically at night, my routine is, let's say I've been watching TV, which I don't watch TV every night, but if I have, I kind of have a set time where I'm like, let's shut it down. And then I go upstairs, I brush my teeth, I wash my face, I get into my pajamas and I get into my bed. And then I have usually a book that I'm reading, usually on my Kindle, but I usually have a book that I'm reading that's sort of more quiet, just a nice story, nothing too crazy, scary, anything like that. Um, And it's usually just sort of just a fun story to read. And I'll start reading that, which is funny because sometimes I get through like just a few pages and then I fall asleep 
But by then, it's been at least like an hour since I was downstairs doing things, dishes, whatever it was. So usually it's a, you know, not a lot of time, but enough time. Oh, the other thing that I do, which I think is super helpful because I have a brain that just like goes, goes, goes. I keep a little notepad by my bed. And this might sound a little like crazy mad scientist, but I keep a notepad by my bed so that when I think of things that I need to do the next day or that I'm worried about for the next day or like, I don't know, anything that just pops into my brain that I just want to remember, I write down on the notepad and I just write it all down. I don't organize it. It's nothing like pretty. It's just so that I know in the morning when I wake up and I look at that notepad, oh yeah, I forgot I wanted to add this to my grocery list or I wanted to call that one, you know, person for that party I'm planning or whatever. That way it's written down and I can be like, okay, brain, turn off now. You don't have to worry about it. It's written down. So that's something also helpful to help you sleep better so that you're not just like your brain's not working kind of in the background. Okay. So now I want to briefly go over sleep in general and like what it even is and what it's made up of, the stages, all that kind of stuff. So sleep, this is from the Cleveland Clinic. Sleep consists of REM sleep and non-REM sleep, and you kind of cycle between the non-REM and the REM throughout the night. So REM sleep is that time when you have vivid dreams, and non-REM has three stages. So you actually start with the non-REM sleep. It starts with a really light stage. This is where you're sort of drifting off. You're really very easily woken at this point. And you might have like a really sharp muscle contraction and sometimes that wakes you up and that's called a hypnic jerk. And then you move into a little bit of a deeper sleep, but not deep sleep. So this is stage two and this is where your muscles kind of contract and relax. You're getting more and more like off in dreamland, but um, you have like eye twitches, but you're not dreaming. And then stage three is deep sleep. And this is where you are really out, really very hard to wake, and you are not moving. You have no muscle contractions. And then after that, you usually pop into REM sleep, which is where you're dreaming, very vivid dreams. And so as this, so that's the end of the cycle. And then you will cycle back and start at stage one. And as this cycle goes on, you'll have less deep sleep and you'll have longer REM sleep periods. So the non-REM sleep, those like three stages, that is when you sort of have all like the repair, the rest, your bones get repaired, your immune system is strengthened, your muscles are repaired. So this is like your body is like fixing you up and getting you ready for the next day. And REM sleep is really where you're dreaming, your heart rate might increase, um, and it's very like vivid. It's almost like you're awake. And then as you get older, you actually have less REM sleep, and you also have way less deep sleep as you age too. All right, and so something else to be aware of and to look out for during sleep is people who have sleep apnea. So if you snore a lot or you find yourself like awakening from sleep from your snoring or like you stop breathing for a second while you're sleeping, you might have sleep apnea. And that is something really serious. It can cause hypertension and can lead to cardiovascular issues. So that's something definitely to get checked up on if you are a really loud snorer 
or you just tend to wake up a lot at night, or you wake up in the morning and you don't feel well rested even after getting a long night's sleep, that might be something to look at. Of course, there could be other things if you just are waking up and you're tired, but something to look at. I had to throw that in there as a medical professional. I just think it's really prevalent and something that people don't realize is actually as serious as it is. All right, so we're done talking about what sleep is and what affects your sleep, which I'm realizing now I forgot to talk about like stimulate, like caffeine and um, alcohol. Those things are really not good for sleep. Alcohol might make you help you fall asleep, but it gives you really light sleep. So you're not getting a lot of that restoration. So watch out for alcohol, bad sleep and caffeine really close to bedtime, even like six hours before bedtime caffeine can affect you. So watch out for that. All right. And then one of the biggest things that I feel like makes sleep so beneficial is that it actually helps mood. So according to the AAPA, 46% of Americans will struggle with mental illness in their lifetime, and suicide is the number two leading cause of death in 10 to 34-year-olds. So in the general young age group, mental illness is really prevalent, and I also notice that sleep is just lacking, especially like college students, uh, people early in their careers, They just don't have time for sleep and don't make the time for sleep, which I get it. You're busy. Life is crazy hectic. College is like the time to just hang out with friends and who cares about sleep? But because mental illness is so prevalent and so just widespread and can be so severe, I think we really need to focus in on sleep and how sleep affects your mental health. So Um, Sleep is actually predictive of your next day mood. Sleep quality has a significant impact on mood independent of other daily factors. So there was a study that looked at sleep, but then they also took into account activity level, weather, stress level of the participants. And no matter what, independently of those variables, sleep was predictive of next day mood. And the effect was actually stronger for anxiety-like mood versus depression. So basically what they're saying is if you don't get a good night's sleep, you are more highly more likely to have anxiety the next day. So make sure you're getting good sleep so that you can be happy and healthy. Now I also mentioned how sleep severely affects the immune system too. Even just one night of poor sleep can decrease immune functioning, which leads you obviously vulnerable to getting ill. So there was actually, they did a study that they restricted people's sleep for to like four hours for one night, and it decreased their natural killer cells, which are important cells in your immune system, by to like 72% of what they originally were. And there's actually been research saying that natural killer cells are really important in killing tumor cells. So, I mean, that's extremely important to have good sleep so that your natural killer cells are doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. I just found that to be crazy. They've also found that reduced sleep can increase inflammatory cytokines in your body, so inflammation, as well as they found decreased antibodies to things like influenza with restricted sleep. So, All of these things obviously are super important to the functioning of a healthy body. 
Other things that poor sleep can affect, it can cause insulin resistance, which can lead to diabetes, um, and it also can cause an increase in hunger cues, so which could cause you to overeat, and it can increase cortisol levels late in the day, which would again interfere with your sleep. So sleep is just essential to the proper functioning of your body, and it's something that's super overlooked. I feel like we put a lot of emphasis on, I don't know, eating right and, and exercise and drinking water. But I think a lot of people forget that sleep is also important, especially people who are really into like being productive and like getting stuff done. And I think a lot of people are like, well, I don't need sleep because I'm trying to like wake up early and get my workout in and meal prep. And especially people who are really into like, yeah, just being productive and like conquering the day and that's great but if you don't sleep that's going to end and you're not going to be able to go at the capacity that you want to go at if you're not sleeping. So I feel like I've made a very convincing case on why sleep is so important and that does kind of lead me to my last point that I wanted to make is that exercise very much helps with sleep and I don't know the exact like reason and the correlation, but I do know that it has been shown over and over again that if you exercise, you will get better sleep. And I believe it is even a better like ratio of like deep sleep and REM sleep and stuff. So get out there and move, move your body. I know when I have a particularly like active day, I tend to sleep really, really well. Okay. So I know this has been sort of a data heavy podcast episode And I do want it to be like chatty still. So let me just say that obviously there are going to be some nights where sleep, you're just not going to get the sleep that you want to, or it's not going to be as deep, or you're not going to feel well rested in the morning. And I would just say like, don't panic. One night isn't going to kill you. It's not going to be the end of the world. And getting better sleep is going to take time if this is something that you struggle to prioritize or maybe you feel like you're prioritizing but you're just not you're still not getting good sleep just take it one thing at a time evaluate your habits figure out what you might be doing or not doing that could be affecting your sleep maybe you're drinking caffeine late in the day maybe you're eating and then going right to bed Um, Maybe you are exercising super late. Like all of those things are going to affect your sleep. And there could be things that are sort of out of your control. So things that can help you get to sleep. I don't love melatonin because it helps you, but I, I feel like you need to like have something more natural and just like not rely on melatonin. If you're a shift worker, yeah, maybe you have to do melatonin because you're sleeping during the day. But I would say magnesium is sometimes a supplement that people use to help them with sleep. Drinking chamomile tea is really helpful. And yeah, those are kind of like the two things that I recommend people do if they're having trouble sleeping. Those are the two supplements that I would say probably were most likely to help you. And I wouldn't say chamomile is even a supplement, but like it's a relaxing, soothing tea. All right, so this is probably going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. Honestly, my voice is kind of giving out because I am still recovering from being sick. So I will kind of just leave it off at this. 
Thanks for listening to this podcast. Keep on the lookout because there are going to be a lot of fun episodes coming up here. Um, This is sort of new to me, so it's a little bit of a slow start, but we are definitely going to get into some really exciting things. Also, sorry, I feel like I am taking a lot of pauses and taking a lot of breaths, but my voice is dead from this. I will be much more peppy and light and fun coming up in the next few weeks. I just am beat. This illness kind of wiped me out and I still was working because I didn't have COVID. So I still was going to work and you know, I I don't know. I think maybe I just pushed a little too hard. I was still working out too. Maybe that was too much. I don't know, but my voice is dead. So thank you so much for listening through this raspy podcast and stay tuned for next week because I will have a much better voice and hopefully we'll have a lot of really fun topics coming up. I'm not sure which topic I'm going to be doing next week, but I can tell you it's going to be a good one and it may even be the weightlifting one, which will be so fun to talk about because this is something that I've been doing for a long time, probably 10 years more than that probably. So I'm definitely excited to get into that topic and maybe that's what we'll do next week. Anyway, thanks for listening and I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Bye.